Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello. Welcome, 24 Karat Tribe. Hello, peeps. Okay. I'm seriously super excited (laughs) about this guest. Way too excited. One, she is one of my best friends since way back when. We've known each other since third grade. And this morning I had to pick her up at the airport. I was cracking up because I was pretending I was her driver. (laughs) 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 Because that's just the way. And she makes me laugh like no other. And I'm so excited that she's here all the way from San Diego to actually record in person with us. So, Stacy, welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, goodness. Well, Stacy and I, um, we have to share at least one funny story oh, before we even start. <laughs> and I'm going to let you share it because I feel like <laughs> it just doesn't do it justice when I share it. So, Stacy, please share our oh, third grade. What were we? Third were we? No, we were, we're sixth grade. We were in sixth, sixth grade. grade. Okay. We were in. Uh, She's trying to block it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't remember. Just tell the story. <laughs> she, we were in a, a group at church called Missionettes. It's kind of like a Christian Girl Scout. And uh, <laughs> oh, you Christian girls are so cute. <laughs> hey, if you were not, a, hey, we were prims. We were we daisy. Were, we, we worked our way up the system. Okay, we <laughs> had badges. <laughs> we had badges. We, we had to earn. Aww. This was serious business. <laughs> and my mom was our prims. Yeah, teacher. her mom. That's wow. how I when I came to the church. I was in third grade, and her mom was my prims teacher. But I had already worked the system. I had already been <laughs> a daisy at another church. So I had my little hat with the triangular <laughs> badges. Sounds like a cult. But all, you, ahead, girls. all you AG people will know what we're talking about. But it, when you are older... You get a sash for missionettes. Yes, and so cool. I actually, I, I did go to, when I was older, like in my 20s, somebody invited me to go see one of these cult like <laughs> Were they becoming a star? They were probably oh, becoming a star. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Those are the super what's happening here? You weren't that nerdy, okay? Uh, that cool. was like, <laughs> you had to be like a teenager. We're like, hey, oh. it's, no, it's no longer cool It's anymore. not cool. Okay, if you're good. becoming I'm glad to hear that because I was going to have to leave the room. But... <laughs> I mean, but it was really the the polyester outfits. Yes, that really that's what made it. Yes, yeah. totally. The, the blue, blue skirt, skirt. <laughs> with the white cotton shirt oh. that you oh. did not like, <laughs> and then the blue sash. Couldn't have done that. Blue sash, but it wasn't the, like dark blue or no. cool blue. It was like powder baby blue. <laughs> yes, very attractive. Innocent Christian yes. blue. Yes, yes. Christian Prims. Blue. We went from yellow daisies to oh. pink, pink prims to blue missionettes. Wow. So we were in this group, and we had this uh, older woman that was our teacher. Her name was Jan, and um, Jan Brady. <laughs> yes, actually, I forgot her last name. Jan. Anyway, she. Um, I mean, Rhonda and I grew up in the church, so it wasn't like we were like some kids, like you know, bad kids from the hood or something. Like, like we were, me. We I mean. were, 
We were good. We were, we were good, good kids. kids. <laughs> we were good Christian kids. And so we were, you know, we went to our Wednesday night missionettes group and Rondo was wearing this like puffy, like white Which jacket. Which I'm pretty sure was this a donation is, this, is gonna, this is going to go horrible. And wrong. it had a hood and I don't know what provoked me to <laughs> tell Rhonda to zip her jacket all the way up and it made this cone. And Rhonda proceeded to be like, she thought that was a great idea. And we could not stop laughing. And Miss Jan was like, you guys, girls, you need to stop. It's not funny. I'm literally having flashbacks right now. I can see Rhonda totally in the cone head position with the jacket. And Miss Jan, I can picture her face with her glasses, oh, with her hair, oh, everything. No. She was not having it. <laughs> she was so upset. And so Rhonda got kicked out. <laughs> and I got to stay. <laughs> Instigator got to stay. Yeah, and, and then we had to go to, like, the principal's office. And we had oh, to go to, what's no. her name? I don't remember the lady's name. Oh, she was, like, the superintendent the head of, of the yeah. missionette. The head program. of the missionettes. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had to go and sit in there, and I had to apologize yeah. and the whole thing. But then we, Did you I, go in your cone head? Never. Be like, I'm <laughs> sorry, but I don't think I went back after that. I, I don't think, think we did. <laughs> I don't think we went back. It's when your your eyes became open and you're yes. like, this is not cool anymore. You don't get my humor. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I, think we both got I don't think we went back. I don't think we did go back. After that. Maybe like a short time because you kind of had. Like, what else would you do on a Wednesday night then? It's like, you had to go on Wednesday nights. I mean, nights. if you hung out in the hood, I can tell you what would go on on a Wednesday no, we night. Were, we but... were at Missionettes on okay, Wednesday nights. Okay, good. Yeah. You were good girls. Yes. But then after that, yeah. But we were kind of done. That, yeah, we but, were kind of done. We, we graduated together, to, I mean. graduated on to youth group and all those fun yeah. times. So. Dated different, you know, the same boy. Like, because when you're in church, you like date the same, same guy. It's all like, you go in like, the same there's circle. Like three, there's like three guys that are cute and you date yeah, every yeah. one of you. Everyone, dates, everyone them. dates them at yes, one point I'm, or another. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, going into that, she uh, did date uh, a very good looking gentleman in high school and he ended up getting married. Yes. Very young. Yeah. Yes. So, so we dated, we obviously grew up in church together and, um, knew each other since I was in seventh grade. And then we started dating when I was a sophomore, ended up getting married. Um, he was a year older than me, ended up getting married. I was 19. He was 20. He had joined the Marine Corps. Um, and so yeah, got married and Started life. Then what happens? Actually, can we just talk so. a little bit about um, Christians and marriage? Because I feel like there's this really weird misconception with Christian girls and, or I just, I should say, idealization mm-hmm. with Christian girls, and that's the end all be all, and that's literally what you go to church for, and then you find it, and then you get married, and you should be like on the right track. To the perfect life. You find and it. You find it, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever it Whatever. is. Whatever. You're, you're good enough. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, growing up in a Christian home, I think that, you know, that's kind of what you do. You you grow up and you go to church. and You're you, looking for your mate. Yeah. Already. You're kind of already yeah. looking for that person. And, um, and so that's kind of what you do. There was, for me... There was no track of like, oh, go to college and, Mm -hmm. you know, find, get a job and, you know, figure out your life and what you want to do. do. It was 
figure out who you're going to marry and how you're going to get married and find that person. And so ironically, when I met or when I started dating my spouse at the time um, or ex-spouse, uh, my parents got divorced. And so it was an interesting time for me because that was super taboo and that was nothing I ever expected um, for my family, for mm-hmm. my parents. I had no, like, that was just not something I ever imagined in a million years would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still was on that track. Like, you know, not that when I met, I was like, oh, we're getting married. It was just kind of like we were dating and, you know, him being older and going into the military, it was kind of like, we didn't like the distance. We didn't mm-hmm. like being apart. We wa- we knew we wanted to be together. We knew we loved each other. We wanted to be married. And that was kind of that. Like there was no, well, maybe we should wait or, you know, it was just kind yeah. of like, if you wait, then you might become a sinner because, yeah, you know, things might happen. Yeah. Things might happen and, you know, just a lot could go wrong. So, um, you know, that was just, to me, that was normal. That yeah. was, that was what you did mm-hmm. um, when you grew up in church and kind of that whole pressure. And and that was, it wasn't like you were the only one. Like that was very mm-hmm. common. Mm-hmm. A lot of the friends that we grew up in church got married fairly young, you know, maybe not at 19, but 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And like, you didn't really hear of a lot of people getting married in their thirties. Like right. it was very uncommon. Mm-hmm. It was more common for people to be married much younger. So, um, I, you know, you didn't, I didn't think anything about it. I didn't think anything wrong. It was just kind of like, Oh good, I'm getting married and this is going to be my life. So what happened when you get married and now you're settled in, was your expectation completely different from what you thought or like, when did it start going kind of sideways? Yeah, I mean, things actually went, you know, well for a, quite a while. Um, you know, we when we got married, he was still in the military. So I moved to North Carolina, and that was a huge experience because I had, you know, I moved out of my parents' home and moved across the United States and was literally dropped by myself. We didn't know anybody. Um, but, you know, we were only there for a couple of years. We moved to Washington State. We were with his family. And actually, things were going quite well. Um, you know, he was going to go to Bible school and, you know, everything. We had our whole plan of, like, what we were going to do, how our lives were going to be, and how everything was going to turn out perfect. <laughs> and um, and w- when there was a gap between employment for me And so, um, I didn't have medical and that one month that I didn't have medical, guess what? Got pregnant. I ended up pregnant. Yay, it's a baby. Yay. And I started everything better. Yeah. And I started working. And so, uh, you know, at my new job and found out like we were not expecting that at all. That was not part of our plan at that point. So, um, you know, immediately my spouse was like, well, I have to get a job because he was, you know, I was going to work. He was going to go to school. Um, he was going. He was taking classes at the time. Going to go to Bible school, transfer and go to Bible school. So he was like, "Well, there goes that. Like, I have to get a full time job." So he changed his. You know, we basically were like, "Put the brakes on. Let's change course." And you know, we got to figure out what to do. So, um, and again, that was fine. But uh, when you think your life is going to go a certain way, and then you're halted with something that changes the course of your life to be something completely different. I don't think we were prepared to deal with 
that. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't sit down and say, okay, we're having a major life shift. And like, are we good with this? Are, you know, how are we going to deal with this? Like yeah. we thought he was going to go to Bible school. We were going to be in missions. We were going to, you know, do all these great things. And now, you know, he went and became an apprentice to do, you know, construction and something he didn't want to do. And so it was like, you go from what you want to something you don't want, but you want to provide for your family. So it was just a whole slew of things that kind of got thrown at us at a very, you know, young age. We didn't, we weren't equipped to deal with. And so did you not communicate? No, I mean, we did in a sense, but like, I think I was, I think we were both too young to really know how to communicate that. And it all kind of happened so quickly. We just kind of were like, well, this is what we're supposed to do. Right. And And I'm sure there was a lot of like disappointment and loss on his end. Yes. It was kind of something he had really wanted to do this. And now he feels like I have to make a choice between, you know, raising a baby and, Mm -hmm. and, doing what I really want to do. Yes. And that just never works well, especially if as a, a wife also, you don't know how to like ask about that or no. communicate that. Yeah. So, you don't know mm-hmm. how to ask. You don't know how to communicate. <clears throat> and I think when somebody is going through that and it was already difficult enough um, for him to make the choice to get out of the military mm-hmm. once he was done with his four years, like that was an agonizing decision for both of us. I felt like he should stay in, but he was at a point where he was like, no, I really feel like I need to get out because I'm called to go to Bible school. And so when you do that and then you get out to do that and then that doesn't even happen, (laughs) then that's another hit to you because now I think for him, he probably was really second guessing his choices Mm -hmm. and like, did I do the right Mm -hmm. thing getting out? Did I really, am I really called to do this? And now I'm doing this and I could have been staying in or, you know, just all these different things. And maybe resentful. Yeah. And I think there was resentment that started building up, not necessarily against me, but just in general about Mm -hmm. where his life was headed. And so fast forward, you know, we have my daughter and everything's, you know, we love having her. It wasn't ever a matter of like, Oh, we don't want to have kids. It was like, we just weren't at that time, but you know, everything was great. And, you know, I ended up taking off a a year to stay home with my daughter. And then my mother-in-law at the time when I had to go back to work, um, retired early so she could stay home with our daughter. And, you know, he still had this, um, you know, he would bring it up from time to time. Like, I still really want to go to Bible school, but I'm stuck doing this. And like, you could tell like the resentment was starting to build. Mm -hmm. And so when he would get off work and he would come home, um, he would spend all of his time like studying and doing this. And I think he started questioning a lot of like his beliefs and a lot of different things. And, um, you know, there's a lot I could go into, but there was no communication around Mm -hmm. that. So as we started going forward in our lives, throwing a child in the middle, He's having all these resentments and pulling one way and I'm sitting here going, okay, well, I can't worry about that because I'm trying to be a mom Mm -hmm. and like figure out, you know, how to just stay Mm -hmm. afloat. And I think over time, things just started going sideways in a very quiet way. And, um, we just, we didn't know how to deal with it. And he went through, Um, He has mental illness in his family and he had a few episodes um, that he dealt with and we we, we did try to go to counseling and he went and was diagnosed um, bipolar and so that just threw 
like a whole nother (laughs) thing into the mix. And so, um, you know, that's when things were very hard and that wasn't anything that was ever talked about in the church. Like you don't, you don't deal with like, that was a no, like, Mm -hmm. no, you don't have mental illness. You don't talk about being Mm -hmm. depressed. You don't do all these things. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of it became as a surprise to our families because they also didn't know how to deal with it. So they weren't able to counsel us on how to, it was just kind of like, well, you go, you're Christian. So go, you love the Lord. Okay. Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, but everything's not fine. Like my world is falling apart. Like everything (laughs) is starting to crumble. I don't know how to deal with this. And it was like, okay, just go get counseling. Okay. We went to counseling and, you know, he didn't like the counseling and he didn't, you know, so it was just like these back and forths of right. all these things that were, you know, going on. And, um, I was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I literally just don't know what to do. And he didn't know what to do. And I knew I didn't want to be divorced, mm-hmm. but I was like, I just don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know where to go. Nobody's helping us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we would talk to people at church, but they were like, we don't know, you know, yeah. Yeah. go, go to more counseling, go yeah, to a different right. counselur. Yeah. Just stay, in, right. your marriage, yeah, stay, just in your stay and save. Yeah. And, and I, and while I don't think there's things wrong with that, right. I just feel like we were so young and we didn't have the ability to communicate how we could fix what was broken and like how we could get past so many of the issues that had started unraveling our marriage. And so we, you know, I moved out for a period of time and then, you know, we got back together and then I moved out again and then we got back together. It was this thing because I was like, neither one of us wanted to be like not together. That's mm-hmm. all we knew. Yeah. When we were 19 and 10 years later, that's all I knew was him, my life with him. I didn't know anything different. So I couldn't let that go. And so finally what, you know, series of events happened and, um, you know, things got really bad on his end. Um, not against me or anything, but just, you know, with yeah. what he was dealing with in his own life. And so it was just kind of at that point, it kind of was like, okay, I guess this, I guess we're doing this. And I, I'll never forget the day. I remember exactly the outfit I was wearing and everything sitting in the courtroom and I was just sitting there crying and I turned to him and I just said, I don't want to do this. I I don't want this. And, but I mean, it was at that point we just, that was it. And we judge signed off and we were done. And I remember walking out to my car just crying in my car thinking, how did I get from the 19 year old girl who had her whole life figured out to being in my car 10 years later, like thinking, this is not what I signed up for. This Mm -hmm. is not like, I'm a Christian. This shouldn't be happening to me. Like, why am I here? God, what happened? Why am I here? I don't, I don't want this. I did not, I don't want this. And, um, you know, I struggled with that for a long time and no one at the church could really help me. It was just kind of like, okay, well, sorry that <laughs> oh, happened. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor sweet. And you kind of are yeah. looked at in a way like yeah. I was a failure, a failure yeah. and I was Absolutely. a failure as a young mom. 
And I kind of pulled away in a sense, like I still believed in God. I still, you know, I was a Christian. I, I still wanted to be a part of the church, yeah, but I haven't changed. No, but I pulled away from not wanting to f- go to church and feel shamed for where my life was and not having a- a- answers for it. Right. And so I, um, you know, I kind of went through just a period of a long period of time where I didn't go to church because, you know, it's kind of like, well, we had gone to that church, but then his parents went to that church. And so I just kind of was like, well, I'm not going to the any church right, right. now right. and um, just kind of lived my life and was doing kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't know what to do. Honestly, I didn't know what to do. I just got up, went to work, took care of my daughter. And, you know, I still had to talk to my ex and deal, you know, co-parent and all of that stuff. Um, and I got to a point where I made the decision. We were living in Washington state still. And I got to a point a couple years after we had been divorced where I was like, I'm going to move home. I want to go back to California. I want to be with my family. And, um, you know, thankfully that went through and her dad followed a year later. But even then when I moved, her dad and I had talked about trying to figure it out and get back together. And I was like, but how do we, like, we can't just get back together and everything's going to be happy. And I I think that the biggest, I think one of the biggest downfalls is as leaders, um, Christian leaders, we aren't equipped with going, okay, obviously there was trauma in both of your child. I mean, your parents were going through a divorce, you know, he had his own trauma because his parents were divorced. Um, and none of that was ever dealt with. So it, it's like the symptoms yep. to the end, right? Yep. Like it's like, this is like where you are, but there were all these symptoms yep. that weren't dealt with. And yes. it was, the church just kept saying, well, go to counseling. You know, I've heard women say they're like, oh, well, they just say, have more sex with your husband, you know, cook a better <laughs> meal. Like that, that wasn't a problem. Girl, wash your <laughs> hair. Yeah. Like, make, sure you're wearing, make sure you're wearing a sexy outfit when he yeah. comes home. You know, yeah, that that'll wasn't cure the problem. It. I love <laughs> Stacey. It's like, definitely not we're problem. good in that area. <laughs> I mean, we were young. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah exactly. You're, well, there's the point right there, too. It's like you're in your 20s. Like, yeah. you're, that's not, that's something you would maybe tell a 40 year old. Right. Because you're tired. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it can't be a pat answer. Every situation is different. And I think that for me, coming into my Christian faith and seeing how I was dealt with as mm-hmm. a divorced woman was, like, shocking to me. Because, it's like you have a scarlet letter on yeah. the <laughs> Well, so I remember joining a certain Bible group. Um, apart, it's apart from the church, but it's various churches that come and meet every Thursday. If you know, if you know, you know. And um, they had, they wanted me on the administrative team. And so I said, great. And then we had to meet with all the leaders the day before to do our Bible study for the week that they taught the next day. And several of the leaders wanted me to become a Bible teacher leader, but then they found out I was divorced. And they said, Jeez. we would love to have you as a leader, but we our rules... They had rules. They yep. had a they yep. had a book of rules yep. and guidelines, and they said, "We're not allowed to let divorced women teach." And I said, "Seriously? Like I was ma- remarried. Right. I had children. Like you've been I was married a long time. I've been married a long time. Yeah." 
And I'll never forget, I thought, this is what... Would they want the a divorce Christian... certificate? You know I, I mean, mean they just... It's its almost like, so did that cut out half my brain? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because my experiences and my I think my empathy level would be more yeah. for yep. people going through, like, mm-hmm. just what you were saying. If somebody came to me, I'm not going to advocate divorce to them, but I certainly know that feeling. And so I was really kind of shocked and, you know... You know, quite the way, because I come from the hood, I was a little pissed. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, you know, I I did, like, sit and think about that and, you know, tried to weigh out, okay, I get where they're coming from, but it's not like I'm going to influence. And that's, uh, that's where I think it comes from, is they think they're going to influence divorce. Like, you're going to, oh, you did it, and now you're happily like married okay. to someone else. It. Yeah. Well, what they see is, like, because we're happy now... It's like, oh, we don't want to see you happy now because that yeah. means that the divorce was like, right? <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. And so, you gotta be miserable the rest yeah. of your life. You have to be paying penance. And so, yeah. what was funny is, so I stayed with that. It was a, it was a great group. It, it taught me a lot about Bible study and stuff. I really enjoyed it. But um, I, I left after five years, and then about I want to say five years after that. Uh, some friends that had kept going, they said, oh, Phyllis, you need to come back. They changed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and they're taking, like, you they're can be a, divorce, they're taking divorce ladies now, and you can teach the class. And I was like, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> but it's so funny, because I didn't grow up, like, learning yeah. these rules. And so coming into my faith at 35, I'm listening to all this stuff, and I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, yeah. what in the there's world? There's, like, this unspoken list of rules. There is. That but it's, it's, like, that's it's life. Ri- it's like, ridiculous. Y- whether you're raised in the Christian family or not, mm-hmm. you're going to go through situations. Right. right. And I think what you said um, was so good is, like, I was a Christian girl. You did everything right. Yeah. And I've said that on more than one yeah. occasion. Like, I've You so guys feel favored. I feel like, yeah, and I, Stacey and I were actually talking earlier today and I was saying that even even now that I'm learning in my faith like there's times when I'm like okay well if I fast enough if I pray enough if I check all the boxes like then it's gonna move God's hand to do what I want want it want him to do want him to do right what I'm learning is that he already knows the plans you know and it's like even though I know enough that that's not the truth the fact is you kind of revert back to that when things are hard you kind of go backwards it's like literally a daily thing that i have to remind myself like he is in control you can't do enough to make no like all those things are good Mm -hmm. like there's nothing wrong with any of those Mm -hmm. things they're beautiful situations of like faith and digging into Mm -hmm. your faith but it's not for the purpose of if i do it enough then my dreams will come true. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, my that's way, where I think, I yeah, yeah, that's where I think people yeah. get set. They're like, yes. I've been praying and fasting for 10 years and this, and yeah. I'm like, because it's not, that's not the plan that he wants right. for you. Or right. his timing or yeah. his, yeah. like, whatever it may be. But I do feel like, you know, with that story, I think so many women, like our age, like we're in our 40s now, and I look back and I see how many of my friends. Me that, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're only 51. Shut up. God, I'm not even 51. This is so sad. <laughs> she's, she's crying. crying. Too much. It's awful. You guys, she's just crying. <laughs> I totally want to be in my 40s. Can I just sit here with you? Yes, girl, I'm pushing closer to 50. Okay. Okay, good. I feel better. <laughs> 
about the girls that like the yep. gr- and some of the girls I grew up with are closest to like they're not married anymore. Like yeah. a lot yeah. of the women that I grew up and went to church with have gone through divorce yeah. and we have made it and a lot of them have walked away from their faith yeah. on top of yeah. that. Yeah. And so that part makes me so sad and I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have Stacy on. Um, and this is going to be a two-parter. So that's just the beginning of Stacy's story. Part one. Um, <laughs> well, wait, there's more. There's wait, more. there's more. I know, wait, there's more. We're going to get to the good stuff. She's like a sequel. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, with that, Stacy, as we wrap up on part one, um, how did, like, so you're, you're walking, we end here, and you're kind of not walking away from God, but you're just not really actively going to church, you're not actively doing those things. And so what kind of happens up to that point? And then we're going to just, you guys are going to have to wait till next week because then that's going to be part two. So go ahead tell us. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I kind of was just doing my own thing, trying to figure out, you know, what does this mean for me now? Cause like, you know, like you said, I felt like literally I had a big scarlet letter on my back Mm -hmm. going to church anywhere like I was embarrassed to tell anyone that I was divorced I didn't change my last name I didn't tell anyone at work I barely told anyone I kept it to a minimum Mm -hmm. of who I wanted to have find out because I was so embarrassed and I was so incredibly ashamed Mm -hmm. that this was how my life turned out that that I and that I did not want and I did not expect and so I, yeah, I will leave it at that. I just, I was, I was living in shame. Mm, Living in shame. Okay. Well, 24 Carat Tribe, um, we are going to let you wait till next week. You're on the edge of your seat. (laughs) (laughs) But don't forget to subscribe. It's like the Avengers, only better. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is where we are. I'm just trying to do the outro. We're going to get kicked out of our podcast. (laughs) Thank you, 24 Carat Tribe. <laughs> Make sure to like, subscribe, and share. I can't Please even stay with us. Yeah. I can't even be serious anymore. But until next time, sparkle on. Bye. Bye. Bye.